You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. The next Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar is coming up this Thursday evening. Trusted Estate Planning Specialist Sherry McMillan previews some of the key topics that will be covered at this timely event. She's in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. We are so very fortunate that over the last couple of decades, we worked with such wonderful families and we've learned so much from them. So one of the things that we definitely endeavor to do is give our families that come to our presentation uh, an earnest look at what other families have done and designed and use that wisdom uh, and knowledge that they have employed in their own estate. So we use a lot of case studies to sample all the opportunities that we should give contemplation to as families when we go about designing our estate. So as a, as many of us have uh, the understanding estate planning is much greater than just a will. And so what are those other areas that we have to give contemplation to? And rather than just talking about them in a broad stroke way, what we do is we actually share examples of, well, if you had a business, for example, then you might want to give contemplation to these other areas that are applicable to you as a family due to the fact that you have a corporation in your estate. And we'll talk about what if your children don't live locally and they live abroad, how would that impact your estate? We'll talk about blended families because that's a common situation in our modern community that we come together late in life and have had family units prior. Well, how do you design an estate properly now? Um, while you want to enjoy the next couple decades of retirement together, but you do want your estate to go back to your originating bloodline families. And so through the wisdom, not of our own, um, but really through the experience of working with so many families over the course of the last couple of decades, what we do in our presentation is share case study with families so that they can say, oh, that's very similar to my situation. This is how I could customize it to make it fit who my children are or who my spouse is. We're unique. We're all individuals. And we've created our estates in a unique way and our family dynamics are unique and our asset bases are are very unique. So it's impossible to use a template and say, this is how you should design. Alternatively, I think what's really important is all the fundamentals are covered off and contemplated. Do we have a tax plan? Do we have a legal plan? Do we have a harmony plan? Do we have a life plan for you? Um, These are all the plans that we need, but each plan unto itself in your overall estate plan needs to be customized to who you are as a family and what's important to you to safeguard. So many of us um, are endeavoring to enjoy our retirement and snowboarding in the U.S., for example. Well, we don't want to risk our estate if we have a car accident, for example, in the U.S. and have some liability arise. So it's important to us that our retirement value is safe. So that's got to be part of, for example, our life plan. But the ramifications of it being part of our life plan in protection is that it's naturally protecting our children in the legacy plan because we want our estate to go to our children. So you can see that all of these areas do intertwine, but they still do need to be customized to your real life circumstance and who your family is and what your value set is. 
And maybe the most important part of the seminar comes in the Q&A that follows and in the discussion that follows because you stay around and your staff stays around and people can go one-on-one and say, here's my situation. How would you help me? That's right. And one of the things that we um, obviously always encourage families to do is take advantage of our complimentary session that we extend to our families with our lawyers and accountants in the office. Come in, bring your information, um, have an hour with us and just share where you're concerns lie, what your thoughts are, and then we'll brainstorm with you possibilities and solutions that may work for you. And typically in our firm, um, it's very common for us to do that complimentary session and then build you a number of proposals on flat rate basis. uh, So you can see, oh, I could do it this way or that way. And these are the cost outlines so that you have a very wide breadth of opportunity and understanding of what's possible for you as families. The Real blessing I can say now, Peter, after the two decades of practice and having the privilege to work out of the U.S. and the and London and the EU is that in Canada specifically, um, we have some real unique opportunities in Canada if we're proactive in our estate plans that other countries do not have. Um, and I always do feel, um, Canada's my home, obviously, but I always do feel when I'm planning in Canada like we are very lucky and we are very blessed to be in this country and have the windows of opportunity that we have to design our estates because in some other jurisdictions, they're so much more punitive to us as families as we created affluence. So although there are new t- tax tables, there are some economic downturns we've all been weathering, there's still wonderful opportunities for us to seize the day and, and make sure that we keep that wealth that we've worked so hard for, for our enjoyment and our children's. And the ultimate goal of a life plan is peace of mind. I think that's the most important facet is that we want to feel free. And that's a very important word for retirees. We want to feel free uh, in our life that we worked hard for to have that enjoyment in retirement. And it speaks to why the suggestion is that people should start planning a little bit earlier. It's certainly the case. And what we're finding is families want to know how they can build in security and safeguarding. You know, as we craft wealth when we're younger, uh, we would take a lot of risks typically in order to create our affluence. And we have not a lot to lose when we begin. And so we're prepared to do that. And we craft our wealth and we create our wealth. What happens, though, is as we mature, we have had a few speed bumps that we've experienced in life and we gain wisdom from that. And then what happens is as we're starting to shift, we want to slow down. We don't want the responsibilities in the same level. Um, We want to have maybe a time out in retirement and take some downtime for ourselves. We then want a measure of security built into our estates. And we find that every decade a family matures, they want more and more security, not less security. There's also another reason behind that, I think, Peter, in my years of experience, is that people want security on the wealth they've created because the numbers become quite grand. So, you know, it's one thing to risk $5,000 when you're young, but when you're starting to risk $5 million and $10 million and $50 million, you don't want to do that anymore. It's too much money. Mm-hmm. And so people want those kinds of measures put in place to make sure that foundation. And a lot of families use the word preservation. I want to make sure I've built it now. I want to preserve it now. How do I keep it? How do I keep it for myself, obviously, in my own elder care time, but also one day when I transfer it to my loved ones and the children. I do say that a lot of our affluent families that have crafted wealth through life have what I would consider a more complex life plan than maybe our parent group would have had. Our parent group may have gone south 
to Hawaii for a couple weeks a year in retirement and then, you know, stayed home the balance of the year. Well, that's not what we do in modern society. So it's very common for us if we have had success in life that we may have um, a property, let's say in the U.S. that we attend during our winter months. And then our children may live in New York or they may live somewhere else in Canada. And then we may spend time visiting them. And so what's happening is our estates are becoming much more diverse and our beneficiaries are becoming much more diverse, even in the locations of which they live. And that actually has a direct impact on your annual taxation that you're employing when you're designing your retirement design. And it also has a direct impact when you do a wealth transfer one day to your family. So it's not as straightforward as it once was where we would just customarily, you know, hold our estate ourselves, use a will when we want to transfer it one day to our spouse or children and off we go. Thankfully, though, I do say this, we have an amazing set of tools in our toolbox today in modern society for families. And when you have what we call a multi-complex estate like this, where you do have assets in many jurisdictions and you're in high tax brackets and your children live in jurisdictions and maybe you married a U.S. citizen spouse, all of a sudden you need a more sophisticated plan and you do need a life plan. And some of the tools that we get to use and operate work within the realm of not the common law system of will planning, but the trust systems of Canada. And they're not new, actually. We've been using them literally for hundreds of years in England and in the United States for all the wealthy families that have had wealth. Truthfully, we're just copying what others have done successfully, you know, for hundreds of years. But now that we have crafted wealth in Canada, we start to have the requirement and the need as families to start to employ these kinds of wonderful tools that we have. So you have tax, you have trusts, and you have insurance, which is another favorite theme of yours and is a fascinating topic in its own right. I think people buy insurance term or whatever they they buy, but insurance is becoming more and more a very valuable tool in terms of financial planning as part of a life plan. I think what's really interesting for families to know that are affluent is that they have the privilege to what we call self-insure. And so most families, when we become affluent, we don't need this typical insurance that most of us need when we're younger, when we have little children or when we are, um, you know, having mortgages and debt. Instead, when we're older, what we actually need is we need insurance from the portfolio of our asset base to cover off that tax minimization in our estate. And thankfully, in Canada, we have loopholes that we can utilize and optimize. And right now, they're still considered vanilla planning for us as families, where I can relabel a large portion of my own estate to become my own insurance contract, and it can grow tax-exempt through my life course and pay all my estate tax. And so it's like a massive, giant tax-free savings account as a family. And Sherry McMillan with more Estate Planning Insights when we return after this short break. A reminder, the next McMillan Estate Planning Seminar will be held this coming Thursday evening. Register online at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room. 